0: The Great American Novel. All right.
1: On the road. Oh, hey, I'm supposed to start this. (laughs) Welcome to the Sprocket Podcast, where we are simplifying the good life. I'm Aaron Flores.
2: And I'm Armando Luna, broadcasting from our homes in Portland, Oregon, nestled in the heart of Cascadia.
1: This is the show where the hosts get lost in the theme music, and we bring you somewhat irreverent conversations about the intricacies of thinking locally with a global perspective. And enjoying the best that life has to offer along the way,
2: covering bicycles, trains, transit, adventures, and life hacks. And today, life dro- hacks. Wait, what? Dropping the kid <laughs> off to college? Who's going to college?
1: Brock drops this kid <laughs> off to college. I
2: thought this was uh, something that
0: with your n- knob or something. <laughs> uh, he's, <laughs> he's two years old. He's ready to go. I mean, ah. he's been talking about you know social sciences and political things for a while. Nice. Ever since he learned to talk, but not really. But maybe. <laughs> I just don't know. I can't understand it. But so, hey, how's area. it going?
2: Is that him joining?
0: Uh, it probably is. Yeah. I think he <laughs> he might be having a maybe a bad end of dinner out there in okay. the kitchen. Yeah.
1: I hear that. That's yep. like my least favorite part of dinner.
0: <laughs> when it's all over. Yep. And when you don't get what you want. <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow. Like when you're going on hole thirty.
2: I don't know. No, I'm on hole thirty. I get what I want. I mean, I'm I'm cooking for myself, so I don't have to worry about it.
1: There you go.
0: Well, what's this hole thirty you speak? That of?
1: was me. That was me, like softballing that to you, like <laughs> slow pitching that to you.
2: Oh, i talked about it now. This is, I think, my third show because I've been doing it for four weeks now. <laughs>
1: well, that's how yeah. you know you're doing it right. Is yeah. you're talking right. about it, and our listeners get tired of hearing about yeah, it.
0: My favorite joke, right? uh, How do you know if someone's on Whole30? They'll tell you. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, for years, it was you though, Aaron, right? You were the guy who was was like into it. And I've never, I've never done that one. Uh, Like you and I both know people who have like done the whole cleanse thing. And I was really into like trying things. You're just like, how can this improve my health without any sort of really, you know, guidance or holistic uh, method or anything like that. It was more just like, Can I not eat fast food for more than three days? Maybe, maybe I can do this. Maybe that's called a cleanse. Um, And then a of cleanse, sure. Right, right. And I think, like we referenced before, we started the show, like eating suddenly a whole bag of walnuts. because that sound like a good idea?
1: (laughs) The walnut cleanse,
0: which is not. (laughs) I mean, it's a cleanse. It'll. That's what it'll do. (laughs) Yeah. No, but but really,
2: walnuts. You're not supposed to do that, though, right? I mean, didn't you like? I don't think so. Don't you like get a taste feeling where you're like, oh, I ate too many. is <laughs> oh, I think you? that's.
0: It's kind of like liking sour things, right? You're like, "Hey, that that's that tastes weird. Let's have some more of that."
2: <laughs> and then you have a big hole in your tongue.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's it's like the uh, <laughs> like when you get to the well. So here's the thing: you guys know those? Um, what, uh, is it dots? Midwestern pretzels? The um, North Oh Dakota? God,
1: they're so good.
0: Those are made of salt primarily. I think <laughs> salt is like the second ingredient on the ingredients list, and then like enriched flour comes after that. Right. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> (laughs) Salt and and flour. Yeah. 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 I, uh, I went down to, uh, uh, well, Armando, I went to uh, Corvallis because that was where Facebook marketplace told my wife, there was a toddler bed for my kid. Okay. And so I was heading down there and I hadn't had dinner. So I figured, Hey, I'll buy this bed and then I'll go to Safeway and get a snack. And there was, um, but among at least other you things. You got the
1: bed first.
0: Got to the bed first, yeah. And I fit it inside the car. It you know took apart a couple of different pieces and got it all safe so nobody's gonna steal it off the off the top of the car while I'm inside the grocery store. But I bought a bag of those dots pretzels among other things, and yes. uh, just like open it up as I was heading back to my house, and that's never a good idea because um I I just ate most of the bag. <laughs> and yeah. there's that, yep. that feeling, that sensation when you get to um Like the middle of it, you know, it's, uh, let's say there's what, like 11, 12 servings in a bag or something, which is a serving's about a handful, like an ounce is worth, uh, is what they say. But a serving is never what you want. You always want to have at least a few of what they define as one serving. Probably two. Yeah. yeah. So I had like seven, I think I just like, <laughs> I had this, you know, and it, it's one of those things where I'm, I'm trying desperately to keep myself from gaining a bunch of weight because I'm not super active. I work indoors at my house. I don't go bicycling cause it's winter and it's not daylight savings time yet. Um, I'm struggling to do my daily, like, you know, strength exercises or, or whatever. And so I have this idea of like, well, I've been pretty good with my diet. So what's one back dots. And One bag of DOS is like 1900 calories or something, it's like a lot. Um, but when I'm driving home alone with no one watching me, I've just done a good thing. I'm like, Hey, I'm gonna get a bed for my child to sleep on. I deserve this, that's right. And so, I'm just you know, driving down, you know, driving down I 5 at exactly 65 miles an hour with cruise control with one hand in a bag of DOS, just on handful six, and realizing that. The salt is so pervasive, and yet it's what you want. Like it, you know, until you don't, until it turns on you. That's that's what you want. So, so that's where I'm at. I haven't been bicycling much.
2: Want to hear something interesting about that story? Yes, 19 years ago, uh, Amelia was born, and after she was done co sleeping, she was a co sleeper. Uh, we wanted to get a crib, so we purchased a crib off a of Craigslist. And guess where it was located?
0: Was it in Corvallis? Corvallis. It was
2: in Corvallis. Really? Did, and did I you drove get some all dots? the way down there and got the crib and fit it in my car, just like you said. Uh, but I did not get dots. I drove home. I, I still don't know what dots are. I okay. I
0: know did, did you shame me something else on the way home? No. How tired. did you get through the trip? I was tired. I don't know. How, just, how did you make it?
2: Well, that was those days when it was just, you just did stuff and you don't right. remember, or, you know. Yeah. How did that happen?
0: Exactly. Yeah.
2: Oh, I cut my hand again. You know, that kind of thing. It's,
0: yeah. It's like asking about the price of postage or something. It's not information that sticks around. Of postage? Yeah. yeah. It's like 50 Post- cents? For you kids, it used to be only 25 cents to mail a letter. And before that, it was three. So, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it. It is funny to me. I'm just thinking about like all the things that have changed in my life uh, between the time that the podcast started and now. Uh, and w- a big piece of what has changed is my level of activity. Like I don't have a commute right now, and man, am I feeling that? Aaron, you still have a commute, yeah? I do. Yeah, and, and you're taking I, advantage of it, or it's taking I'm advantage of you. Trying
1: to. Today was a nice enough day. I took the pugsley out.
2: Oh, good. Yeah, it was super nice up here today. <clears throat>
1: I no. I feel bad I don't really get to take that out as as often as I want to um mainly because it doesn't have fenders and everything is wet all the time in Portland.
0: You're going to want dry. those fenders.
1: It's been dry for It's been for dry three three days, for a while. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's yeah. real nice. Uh and it's it's been looking nice outside. I feel like I'm I'm jealous of anybody who has a reason to go cuz uh, I don't know I I'm not the kind of guy who goes out and just does stuff for fun. I, I've been watching on Instagram, uh, a Salem friend who just goes at like, uh, apparently all they do is ride bikes in the woods. Uh, and it looks amazing. And I kind of wish, I wish I was in that position, but I'm, I'm also not. So <laughs> it's okay. But, but it's, I don't know. There's, there's a certain reckoning I'm coming to. You've I did. Done check. It before, though, right? I have. Yeah. But I, and presumably I'll do it again. But we'll see how that goes. Armando, you don't have a commute right now either, do you? I do not. Okay. Yeah. What, do you have any tricks on getting out or forcing yourself out? No,
2: I'm not a good person for that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, that's okay. You and I are the same then. <laughs> we Although, have no, the exact here's, same so here's what I've been
2: doing, I, you know, um, Sean Granton just recently had the uh, Midnight Bicycle League where you have to get out at night and ride. You know, and, it, and, and it was only five times between December, January, February. I mean, really? You can't ride five times in
1: three at months night? at night? In, in the time of year where like, right. it's 12 to 14 <laughs> hours of night? That's yes, right.
2: <laughs> so Got plenty of into. opportunity, right? Guess yeah. how many times I rode at night? Once. Three. Five times. Five really? exact times. All right. Congratulations. Congratulations. I barely like made it. it.
1: <laughs> was it like towards the end? Is like oh, three days left. I have to go all these three days. Yeah,
2: but you can't do three days in one week. You can only do right. two <laughs> days in one. Week. I mean, he has all the rules. So it's awesome. I'm, like, course, I'm looking. i going to the website every every day. I'm like, wait, what is this rule? What is this? Did I ride that day? And and so I have um, there. What there is an app. It used to work called Ride Report, and it was oh, a yeah. really good app that would you know I automatically it. It kept was,
0: track of your walking, yeah. your riding, does it, your car. Does it not work anymore?
2: Well, they use it for something else. It's not used... It's not... um, They don't support it anymore. Let's put it that way. Okay. So it still works. I still have it on my phone, which is awesome, because then I don't have to... Like on my Apple Watch, I'm going for a bike ride. I don't remember to do that. I just get on my bike. And so (laughs) uh, I realized I, I was short a day, and I was like, wait, I know I rode a day in December at night. I remember Oh, yeah, Christmas. Christmas Day. Because I, I rode over to Lisa's for Christmas presents and dinner, and then I rode home. And it tracked my bike ride as a drive because I oh. was going fast enough. Because you were going so fast. yeah And I didn't yeah. stop because it was Christmas cruising. and there's no traffic. Yeah. And nobody right. was out, you know. And I'm like, that's oh, right. that's what it was. So I found that I was so happy.
0: <laughs> I suppose that's like the double-edged sword of that approach right because I liked the idea that it would automatically detect but at the time I also knew that I didn't have I don't, I don't think I even had a data plan at the time that app came out and I think that's why I didn't use uh, it because I was I wasn't phoneless but I was pretty darn close yeah. Um, yeah also
1: if you were stopped for like I don't know more than like 30 seconds it would end your ride and then restart a different yep. ride when you got going again uh, so right.
0: for I the used- completest, that's a hard thing
1: yeah, well, and I used that um, for the last La Fart. That, <laughs> and, and so I'm trying to show Eric how, like, you know, it all pieced together. And uh, he just kind of was like, nah, nice try. I can't do this.
0: I cannot support D- this.
1: DQ, nice try.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That was a cool thing also that Eric Iverson put together back when people had events. Uh, LaFart was, what, it was uh, Lads Edition, and uh, did it stand for something? It yes. did, and now it is, it, it is. Nobody remembers, doesn't matter. It's
2: Lads Edition Fastest Relay. Oh, I forgot what the <laughs> T was for. Oh, that, Fastest that works. Relay T. What was a T for?
0: T. I don't remember. But yeah, uh, I, I remember doing that. That was another time where I I, I found a pizza on the course. <laughs> I think it might have been the second. I think it might have been the second one because I know Adele wasn't there. Yeah. I don't think I would have done this if Adele was there. Uh,
1: lads' fastest alley race trial.
0: Uh, okay. Okay. I remember. I, I it was oh, the race. second one because really Adele late. and I were the yeah. the team together the first time around. We're like because you had to do it in pairs, um, and so yeah, it was it's like you know, we we had a great time. Second time, um, that was when we met. Ah, it's going to kill me. I can't remember the name of the guy who came up with who the heck is Guthrie. Uh, he was there in person visiting town and, uh, saying hi.
1: Um,
0: no, I don't think so. I want to say it was Justin, but I think that's wrong too.
1: Matthew, Justin,
0: Justin, Matthew, (laughs) Justin, Matthew. But, um, it was on that one. I remember that I had, uh, was also the same one where my, my rear fender snapped apart and fell. Oh off. yeah. The, like it was dragging on my tire or something. I just had to like fender. rip it off. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was a hammered aluminum fender. And so it was just like serrated. It, it fell <laughs> off like perfectly all at once. Um, but yeah, I, I was towards the beginning of the event and I was kind of interested in maybe trying to be like one of the fast guys. Uh, but then, I had done, you know, a couple of different things the the goal of this ride was to cover all the ground, right? Like you have to touch yeah. every street in this little division, this little neighborhood. And, um, I cruise like out of an alleyway and around a corner on division street and sitting there is a pizza box. And I'm like, <laughs> Oh sweet. Maybe there's a mid ride snack, you know, cause I'm, I'm one of those guys that's like not super sketched out by used food. Yep. Yeah. And so I'm like, I maybe I'll open it up and I'll find a slice. Maybe somebody left a slice behind, right? And so I open up the box and there's not, not only one slice, like there's like one slice missing. It's like almost an entire pizza. It's so like someone had a slice and was like, eh, I don't like this. Yes, yeah. I think it was a pepperoni. And I wanna say it wasn't a fancy pizza, but it also wasn't like a Domino's or something. It was like a it was a good pizza. And was, so I'm was
1: the pizza hot? No. But it was ready
0: you're right. So it was half of a little Caesars.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: I I sit there for a moment, like I've stopped and I'm in that point because my brain is like doing the math on, Oh, this could be good. I could enjoy this pizza. And I'm also thinking, Oh, but I want to, I want to win this race, right? Not, not win. I'm not <laughs> going to win the race. I'm not going to be number one through the gates, uh, but I could be like one of the fast guys. Maybe you might,
1: you might be like in the top five or eight. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and so I'm thinking to myself, what 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 matters more? What would I enjoy more—the acclaim of every bike Portland hipster that is around here, or all of this pizza in my stomach right now? And I chose the pizza, so I kind of pulled the bike over wisely. I think I had that was the bike that had a kickstand on it, so I popped the kickstand down. I pick up the thing, and I'm like, "Well, I'll have a slice, and I can like strap this on the back rack and like carry it along with me. I'll have more later." I have slice one. I'm like, this is great. I, I look at slice two and I'm like, well, I'm working hard. We're all this riding fast. Like this, this is, this is an exercise day. To I'll the, have two to the
1: dots pretzels, isn't it?
0: Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> Breadsticks. It was like dots pretzels with, with pepperoni on, them. um, probably the same amount of salt. Right. And the same amount of tantalizing chemicals, but it, it felt so good to eat this pizza. Like the more, the deeper in I got, yeah. the more I was like, yeah. Hey, I, um, I could just keep on eating this, and so I ended up. I think I ate the entire pizza before I continued, <laughs> which is why I didn't finish. And by that time, the top. like
1: you, you've demotivated yourself. I'm sure, yeah. like yeah, like you probably don't want to be biking too hard with a full pizza in you.
0: You know, I don't know if this is revisionist history or not, but I want to say maybe the first lap around, the first time I see the pizza, I had a slice and I kept on writing. <laughs> And I want to say my route in trying to cover every paved surface in lad addition, I think my route took me past the pizza the second time. And that was when I said, you know, fuck it. I'm just going to eat this. It entire is now pizza. meant to be.
1: Yes. 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 Yeah. It's, I get that.
0: In no way was it by design. <laughs> in no way did I say, Hey, there's pizza back there. And adjust my route accordingly. But yeah, no, it's a, uh, but, you know, the other thing, <laughs> the thing that not everyone can handle, uh, is, uh, <laughs> is sold by something down at, uh, <laughs> 12th and Division. this
1: is a great, this is a great segue.
0: Not on too this. far from where I found the pizza. You could also get another dangerous substance that, uh, they say if they introduced it to the market today, they say that, uh, it might not even be legal. You know, we had a hard time in Oregon getting cannabis decriminalized, you know, and, um, it was just cultural momentum, I think, that got us there. And finally, they said, "Okay, it's fine." But the one thing that, according to most physicians, is more dangerous, more addictive, causes more problems, both physical and social. How's this going for an ad read? This
1: is this is a very this is a very interesting ad. Read.
0: Is alcohol <laughs> um, at, at the beer mongers at Southeast <laughs> Division and Twelfth? They can get you this highly dangerous and controlled substance. And you don't even have to go inside. You can sit outside under their covered uh, area and there's live sports probably with sound outside and they're open 365 goddamn days a year. Uh, the beer right. mongers, Southeast Division and 12th. Thank you, Sean, for being our friend, for selling us booze. And then uh, at some point saying, sure, you talk about uh, talk about me and my shop and I will give you booze. And Sean did that for years and years and years. So i right. We are grateful. I wish I was closer. I, I live in Salem, which is where I'm recording from now, and so I can't uh I can't go there every time I want to. Uh but but I do have something to drink. You guys you guys both have something. And I think we talked about your your whole 30 ing so you're not you're not drinking a thing. But but I am. What do you guys have?
1: I, I finished my Gatorade. I started this 32 ounce. By the way, this oh, wow. this is uh um, like I wanna say fill number four or five on this bottle oh and nice I, just, I bought a powdered gatorade and it's yeah. like one scoop for 12 ounces but i use one scoop for 32 ounces
0: so this is not gatorade so, zero this is like the the sugared stuff
1: yeah that's good stuff yeah. <laughs> i'm not whole 13 <laughs>
0: <laughs> and you're not into gatorade zero
1: uh no 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 i i drink it straight but i I just finished it. Now I need something else to drink, but okay, we'll, we'll talk about that later. I don't know.
0: Perfect. Maybe I, maybe I won't. Armando, you said you had Perben, right?
2: Yeah, I have a Perben tea by our friend. Which,
0: which we just discovered yeah. was uh, caffeinated. That which uh, I just discovered
2: it, was caffeinated.
0: It's made that's with black hilarious. tea. <laughs> <laughs>
2: my my nighttime before I go to bed tea drink is
0: caffeinated. <laughs> that's lovely.
1: Which doesn't affect you at <laughs> all. It Does not affect me at
2: all.
0: That's in no that's way awesome. Nope. That's no great. Way so i I guess that begs the question, like does coffee outside do anything for you
2: i I think it's more psychological than yeah,
0: yeah, 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 it's not the caffeine it's the it's the the drinking of the beverage exactly yeah well i have uh, I have something very interesting here that i'm gonna pop open
1: ooh, it's a green bottle
0: did that come through yeah um this is uh lucid absinthe um, oh nice. And that was not, not legal in the United States until uh, 1999, I want to say. Yes. But all the classic authors in France got drunk on it. Uh, hey,
2: where's the uh, sugar cube,
0: dude? Are you supposed to do a sugar cube? Yeah. I thought that was supposed to be for drugs or whatever. <laughs> no, okay. It was, it was absent. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, so I haven't done it right yet. Uh, but I count myself among, you know, like uh, like Baudelaire was a big fan. Uh, Van Gogh was a big fan of absinthe. All these guys are like uh, they said it was psychoactive, and that was part of the reason that uh, you couldn't have it in the U.S. for for a long time.
1: Yes, and I is, think that has since been proven untrue.
0: That's the thing is that yeah. really. They they thought they were having like world worldly experience. Really, they were just drunk. They drank a lot of this booze. Well, and
1: uh, there was other substances being taken in along right, with that. Right, right. It
0: absinthe. wasn't the only green thing yeah. they were imbibing.
1: Yeah,
2: sort of like yeah. black tea and caffeine.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> proven, proven not true. <laughs>
1: <laughs> proven not true to be psychoactive.
0: Yes, that's right. So you can't get uh, you can't get absinthe at the beer mongers because they are the beer mongers. Um, but the uh, the same sort of uh, the same sort of what, uh, the thing that is, uh is, it'll make you feel smarter. It'll make you look smarter. It'll make you look cool to all your artist friends. Uh yes. It's there. And Wait, It's, it's on all nice. your artist friends
1: look cool, too.
0: Uh, I got, yeah, yeah. I got that in uh, a liquor store in Salem. Wow. Yeah. I, I had never had it. And I I always kind of wanted it. I think I'd had a taste back like a, what was it, first Thursday in the Pearl when they like open up all the galleries, let you walk mm-hmm. through. Some, some gallery owner. I
1: thought. What I was that? Beulah Land. Um, oh, just up the street from us on Twenty Eighth uh, had sold it. Oh, really? Okay.
2: I thought I, so. I uh, they had it at Secret Society, mm. and they actually that's had right. the whole setup with the sugar cube and the silver. Right, and you,
0: and you let it drip, drip. and yeah. yeah. And what I feel like is uh, pretentious, and I think that's <laughs> kind of what Absinthe does, and I think that's kind of the brand. <laughs> so. I looked up today when I was uh, getting ready to to come on. I looked up uh, episode one of the Sprocket podcast from December 2010. Uh, My first beverage on the show was uh, uh, Stack. Stack was uh, a malt liquor. Um, I think they called it a smooth lager, but it wasn't very smooth. Um, (laughs) But it made you feel that way. How how do you spell that? Stack, Uh, S-T-A-C-K.
2: I wish it was just S-T-A-K.
0: Right, right. Because you can't see after you've had it. <laughs> Somebody get me an ad copy be, job. I was gonna say you should be doing ad copy, man. <laughs> no, but I think uh that was that wasn't pretentious, I don't I guess. Uh but I feel like maybe this is this is fitting if uh, If I'm coming to a point where I'm drawing near the end of my podcasting career, what I need is something that makes me feel like I'm uh, at the very top of the options. There you go. I will say I've never spent that much on a bottle of anything and I probably won't again for a long time, but but I wanted to try it. It was one of those things. That was something I had in my mind after my, uh, my year of not drinking. I thought like, Oh, why not? uh, Why not try the thing that I've always heard about and never had. So, so
1: now that you've, both heard about and had it does it live up to the hype
0: it's good it's good um the uh the licorice flavor the anise flavor is strong and uh it's also like 67 percent, so you don't need that much of it um it's very strong but uh yeah it, it feels good and it makes me feel all right so yeah so i guess with that um just uh I don't know if we're going to put anything in the title of the show or not, but uh, someone uh, listening might be curious why I alluded to the end of a podcasting career, right? Yeah. Um I guess it's... This is it. We're done. I'm out. Bye. <laughs> that
1: would be a great ending.
0: <laughs> Roll the music. <laughs> Credits.
1: Oh, I have to look
2: it up. It's, you, you said that. Hold on, hold on, on. I keep forgetting what it is. I don't want to say what I said earlier because it was wrong. <laughs>
0: Like Bilbo Baggins, yeah. It, I love oh, you all.
2: Brock pulls his own plug.
0: That's <laughs> it. That's it. <laughs> yes. Yep. I'm out. Um, yeah. No. I. I've, what does that mean, Brock? Brock. I've, Brock I've, pulls I've been his talking. Own plug. Well, what it doesn't mean is anything you need to be worried about. I, I'm going to be around for a long time. I, uh, I'm a big fan of you guys and and also of life and and all that. Uh, but I did come to a point where I realized that. Um, I am a busier person than I used to be. And I've started to feel the strain of time. And I think all of us involved with the sprocket at one point or another probably felt that. Um, I'm curious, Aaron, you got to tell me, uh, was there a time when you felt like you were, um, like you, you had too much podcast in your life? <laughs> uh,
1: yes and no.
0: Is it right the- now? <laughs>
1: <laughs> there. So it, it comes and goes. And, yeah. and it's less about... For me, it's less about uh, being busy or feeling busy, and more maybe about feeling like psychologically up to it. Mm-hmm. I mean, to be to be honest, like nobody here like is one hundred percent themselves. Like that's that's just not how podcasting works. Like we all kind of, to some extent, put on put on a mask or or put on some sort of airs, and for me, it takes maybe a little bit more energy than, than most people. And so there are times where like, I'll, I'll come home, uh, after a long day or even, even not necessarily, I may already be home after not having a long day and I just can't like bring myself up to it. Uh, though there is, there is a thing that I like to call like, uh, stage health. Yes. <laughs> Where like once the mic comes on it doesn't matter what what is going on like personally I, I just you know you can kind of snap into it brings um, you
0: right back to that that special place. Yeah, yeah. You're on.
1: That said like th- as far as like a lot of the background stuff, you know, the the editing, the uh logistics, the scheduling I'm the shittiest at scheduling. In fact, I'm going to go on air and just apologize right now. I'm sorry for all the people or to all the people who I've said like, yeah, let's get you on the show and then ghosted. It's not intentional. It's not ghosting. It's just, just, yeah. I'm just shitty at scheduling people.
0: Well, and that's, I, I I, mean, be that as it may, it's not like, it's not for lack of care, right? It's not like a thing that you're like, oh, I decided I didn't like this person. I don't want to talk right, to this right. person no, anymore no, or something. Not at all. It's always like, hey, I just had the worst commute of my life and all of my clothes are wet and none of them are made of uh, uh, wool and I want to collapse into a cup of coffee yeah. before bed.
1: Correct. And also like, I can't wear wool. I'm, I'm just too hard on my clothes.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> certainly not as an outer layer.
1: <laughs> right.
0: Um, That's right. Cause you're a wax cotton guy, aren't you?
1: Well, At times. as, as an outer layer. Yeah. 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 Or technical fabrics, but, uh,
0: <laughs> I like my wax cotton as my yeah. underwear just on the inside.
1: I, I love, I love Surly's Jersey. their long sleeve Jersey. Yeah. It's so well designed.
0: And but so woolen.
1: I, I just tear through it.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, Cause you've had a I few. Almost,
1: I almost purchased a third one. I'm, I'm not going to just because I know like one, it's kind of expensive and and two, I'm just going to like go through it in a year.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, that's a good excuse, right?
1: Yeah. That said, like it's still a really good product. It's still really well designed. I'm just way too rough on all my, all my stuff.
0: Yeah. Well, I think what you're describing, the whole stage health thing is definitely like I I've been there too. And certainly I I think it's in, in a lot of ways rejuvenating to kind of, have oh, a reason yeah. to heighten your own experience. Right. And to be a person, um, and to put yourself out there. Um, and so it's interesting because I haven't had much of that. Although I was telling somebody about, um, ever since we started doing our, uh, remote recordings, um, uh, I started stepping in a lot more, um, Kind of after I said, "Hey, I'm out," because there was uh, there was an episode we did. Uh, when was it? Like not too not too long back, right?
1: Uh, in the past two hundred
0: episodes, yeah. yeah, or or even more uh, more recently than that. But just saying, like, hey, I I don't have room for this in my life anymore. So it's, this is not the yeah. first time I've said that, but I do think this is probably the point where I've this become is for real. This is the most decisive. <laughs> Yeah, the the Uh, first
2: one was like Michael Jordan going to baseball.
0: Right, right. Or Cher's first farewell concert. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Cher's first farewell.
0: (laughs) I think there's. uh, uh, I, I have really enjoyed getting back on mic. Uh, and especially now that now that we live in this weird world where like, you know, all we do is look at screens and anybody can talk to anybody at any time. And it's a lot easier to make the podcast together. You know, like the, one of the biggest reasons I didn't, uh, didn't do the show for a while is because I didn't have, I wasn't able to physically be there. And that was when we were physically being there to make it. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I have noticed that, uh, what what I've found is that I um, I've started losing my time. And it's funny because we all have like, a text thread where we talk about show stuff, right? And then there's a healthy amount of jackassery. It's, it's a good time, um, but there's I love also
1: the text thread. <laughs> <by> the <way. laughs> Honestly, like we should we should quit the podcast and just publish the text thread. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Um, we were talking about somebody who was kind of grousing about like making podcasts and how it's kind of a waste of time to spend so much time on it. And I said, vociferously, no, it's, it's great. I never, I never feel like I'm wasting my time. Um, but then, like you know, just in the past three, four weeks, I remember multiple times feeling like, "Wow, I'm spending a lot of time here. There are other things I'd like to do, and I feel like I'm—I uh, don't have enough time. Like to see my kids grow and to spend time with them when they're awake." Um, the
1: cats in the cradle and the circus. Exactly, exactly. When
0: you coming home, Dad? I don't know when.
1: You're already home, <laughs> Rock.
0: But there will be a podcast then. <laughs> you know they'll have a good time then. Um. Yeah, and so it it was kind of coming to the realization that, uh, I've got a lot going on in life and, uh, it, it is a good time for me probably to, uh, to define the lines again and say that, uh, uh, I, I love this podcast. I love what it's become. I love each and every one of you guys, uh, Aaron and Armando and Guthrie and Joan, um, it's been incredible. Um, and, and Brandon co-host emeritus, uh, who actually now lives in Salem as well. Oh, uh, really? So he and I have, yeah, we've, we've had a couple, uh, hangouts in my backyard, uh, where we get to yell about music and philosophy together. Um, uh, but, uh, <laughs> but it's, there's something about, I don't know if, for me, like it, uh, I feel like it's probably important. One for me to make space for the other things in my life that I find are important, um, and also to have space to, I guess, to go out and ride bikes again when, when the time comes. When March uh, March fourteenth is daylight savings time, and it's quite possible that, well, what do we do? We figure out what's happening with the legislation on daylight savings time. Are we going to get to keep it this time, or is it? I
1: believe. Uh, so what we, the whole thing is states, California, right? right?
0: Yeah. Okay, right.
1: We, all the all the states up and down the west coast have to kind of like come to an agreement.
0: Right. Gotcha. Every, every state governor is like, no, you hang up. No, you hang up. No, no, you, you hang up. Um, but uh, yeah, so the sunlight is coming and I'm really excited about that. Um, but, uh, but yeah, there's that. And then I think the other thing that I mentioned to, to some of you or maybe all of you at one point or another is that uh, I feel like all of you hold so much promise in what you can bring to the show. And I am terrible as this episode would evidence, I'm terrible at, uh, at stepping back and letting other people talk. <laughs> and it's really important to me to make that space of like saying, Hey, uh, Armando's and Armando, you specifically, cause you're on, you're on like a number of shows, but, uh, it, I, I think you're, you're the guy just like at bike events, right? You're not the polite. guy that's like shouting in the front of the crowd. You're the guy who's, uh, documenting. And yeah. Cause you've I'm been not a-
2: drinking. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's true. That is true but no, I feel like Armando, you have so many good things to, to say on the show. And I, I want to make space for that to happen, you know? So, um, yeah. Uh, so that, that's kind of where, where I've been and what I've been thinking about. And, and, uh, it would be, I don't know, it, it would be nice probably to have everybody on, on here together. So I could, I guess so everybody could know, but I I've said this to you other times as well. And so I think, yeah. uh, the audience can infer that, uh, We're we're all speaking the same language here, Um, but yeah, is there anything you guys think that I should clarify, or is that pretty clear?
1: Um, so maybe clarify, like how this is a big split between you and I, because you know, kind of like Lennon and and McCartney, like we just we. Can't do it anymore. It's true. Honestly, I just, I just wish like someone would ask Paul about wings every now mm. and then.
0: Yeah, was it a mistake? I <laughs> know. I noticed, I noticed <laughs> you're not doing the wings thing anymore. <laughs> What's Yoko got to say back there?
1: <laughs> oh shit!
0: <laughs> so I think we figured out who's who.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, that that makes Armando Ringo. Oh, the there card. we go wait, he's yeah. still alive right yeah he's the one that's still alive <laughs> yeah i would say
0: <laughs> wait paul's still alive though but that? that's debatable isn't it like that was always the big controversy <laughs> he's a robot oh, right. yeah yeah that's did right. they replace he's, him he's like, been replaced is he... yeah, yeah. The robot. it's like that movie yesterday except it's just paul is, is like you know yeah so well
2: so brock speaking about music there's something else you're doing with music with something right What's that about?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Making some music. Uh, I haven't been, it's funny because the thing that kind of got me to podcasting in the first place was that I knew my way around microphones and I'd had bands together and that sort of thing. Um, And so I had access to some microphones. I had uh, the knowledge of how to make them work, how to, how to, you know, uh, record vocals, that sort of thing. And so it's the sort of thing that I haven't done in years and years. Um, I was in the band 76, which uh, the album Gone is Winter is on Spotify. I was real proud of that. Uh, I wrote the songs, fronted the band, sang on that. Uh, And then I just ran out of inspiration. Like I never wrote another song again um, for years and years. And that was part of like, I think when Brandon saw me like listening to a lot of podcasts and not making anything, he said, Hey, why don't you make something? And and so the podcast was the thing that, that kind of came out of it. Um, but I, I always wanted to get back into doing music. And so I, people know I played with the band lumberjack as well. Uh, lumberjack has kind of been, I suppose on a hiatus, just because every band is on a hiatus. There's no, there's no good opportunities to play and, uh we're also scattered to the four winds and there's no uh there's no way that we're going to get together and do like a, a live stream or something and so um yeah it, it it's the sort of thing that I would like to keep on being musical and uh I still haven't had any ideas I still haven't had any uh, inspiration or anything but I decided um I'd like to I'd like to record some music um and so if you can't record your own songs you record other people's songs uh I found when we were helping clean out my grandpa's house um there was this demonstration cassette it was uh the kind you would uh, put into a like a, a stereo in a stereo store and then you put it into the next one to find out like what the difference was between the two and this demo cassette was from the now defunct cassette technologies in uh, federal way washington and um, cassette
1: technologies i love, That's right
0: they have a badass logo it's it. super cool <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah um uh, this, I think like my grandma probably bought it years ago when she was alive to like, you know, record something else onto just like, you know, blank tape, which by the way, I was so disappointed when I was a kid and AOL would send you those CDs. And I knew that a CD hold a, like a, yeah, a floppy disk holds uh, like 1.4 megabytes, right? Like small beans, a CD holds 650 megabytes at that time. Huge. More now. It, it, yeah. You could never fill it up. And, uh, well, I couldn't then anyway. <laughs> not legally the world needs maybe like six computers and so i i got this aol disc right and i put it in my my new macintosh computer i'm like all right i'm gonna start copying files and i'm gonna fill this thing up and that was when i realized that a cd is a read only medium very disappointing yes so my grandma would buy these cassettes just to record over them, you know? And so this one she hadn't recorded over yet. And, uh, it had, I just, I was uh, transcribing a bunch of, you know, like the voices of my, my family, uh, that, you know, we found in my grandpa's closet. And I, so I was like, hey, what the hell I'll run this tape too. And, uh, there's this amazing song with like a sequencer that was kind of like the, uh, the Mannheim steamroller sound, you know, like, uh, the programmed uh, dancing notes, like just computer sounds, uh, So either terrible or great, depending on who you are. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was like the birth of MIDI instruments and software instruments and everything. And there was always like one guy in the band with glasses who would like be hunched over three different keyboards, like making a bunch of sounds (laughs) while the other guy with long hair in the front was wailing on a guitar. Um, At least that's how it was in the cars. Or or a
1: keytar, if you're lucky. Or
0: a keytar. (laughs) Yeah, but but that was like, yeah, that, that was hard to find. It was harder to find back then, I think. Um, and then even then, like the guy who did that was really a guitarist at heart. But, <laughs> um, so I, I, pressed play and I'm recording this thing and these dancing notes come out of the tape and, um, it turns out it's this song that's not on the internet anywhere. And, um, I was trying to figure out like what's going on with this. Uh, there was this band from Portland actually called uh, Johnny and the distractions who, um, fronted by John Koontz. Um, I think he was a Jonathan Koontz J O N for short, but I th- the band was J O H N N Y. Cause that's how everybody would spell Johnny.
1: Did, did you, did you happen to see if he was any relation to Peter Koontz?
0: I did. I did. <laughs> I, I Facebook oh, messaged is this, is
2: it spelled the same way. Yes. Oh, I didn't know that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Our favorite, uh, our favorite traffic engineer, Peter Koontz from, uh, Portland Bureau of Transportation who we've had on the show many times. Um, I, I messaged him and I said, Hey, this, uh, this Johnny Koontz from Portland are you, are you guys connected? Like, are you related? Is this, you know, is it like your brother or something? And, uh, and he said, no, but he grew up in Portland and his dad's name was John Koontz with an H. And so, uh, apparently people that were interested in Johnny and the distractions would oh. call up John Koontz <laughs> all the time saying, Hey, we want to book you for this gig. <laughs> And Mr. Koontz, not the famous John Koontz from Johnny and the Distractions, but John Koontz, Peter Koontz's father. Regular man,
1: John Koontz.
0: Yes. Uh, the working man's John Koontz said, <laughs> no, you got the wrong number. And I guess, like, everybody in the family also had to do that, you know? So, just like, the, the phone was always ringing, looking for, like, hey, can you guys come and play this show? <laughs> or, hey, we wow. want to talk to you about this record contract.
1: For Johnny Koontz You got the wrong
0: Johnny Koontz. <laughs> we are not distracted at all. The album that this song was on was called uh, Totally Distracted, by the way. Totally. Totally Distracted, <laughs> yeah. That's such um, a great 80s. It man. really is. It really is. And so, you, like, use
1: the, you use the album, album title as yeah. like, thematic of your, of your band as well. That's it. Very 80s, yeah.
0: Yeah. R- really on brand. Yeah. Uh, Peter, the the Peter whole thing. Been a distraction. He could have been. Well, and maybe I mean, he, he was. probably was, yeah. <laughs> to the people trying to get information <laughs> by telephone. <laughs> uh, I, I ordered the uh, the vinyl copy of this. It's not, like I said, that, that album's not online. It's not on the streaming services or anything. It was on Tough Boot Records. That's T-U-F-F, Tough Boot. And um, I think it could have been maybe like, a, I don't know, some sort of... Uh, rights dispute or something which is why you know there's a lot a lot of old like small labels where just just no one is around to care or no one wants to put the work to put something into a format that someone can access it today Um, so there is one Johnny and the Distractions album on Spotify but it doesn't have that song so um, I decided to sit down and and recreate this song so that somebody else could hear it um, you know it's, I I don't know how to get in touch and it would be too much work for me probably to try and get the original song on Spotify. Um, But I said, why don't I sit down with what I've got? Yeah.
1: By the way, the vinyl sold for 50 bucks on eBay.
0: Oh, it did. (laughs) I got mine for 15 from like a collector and bend on discogs.com. Oh, really? Yeah. Discogs Uh, is great. That was
1: just the first, that was just the first, uh, uh, result.
0: Yeah, no, I mean that might be it might be a better version too. Who knows.
1: February 15th, 2021, someone bought that.
0: Okay. Not bad. So people are still interested.
2: Apparently Probably probably from you announcing it.
0: Maybe. Yeah. So it maybe it both will because yeah, I'm about to as of recording. Tomorrow is the day that it's supposed to hit streaming services. Oh, wow. uh, I did a home recording uh using all the tools that I've kind of, you know, developed and honed from podcasting, really spending time with audio and uh manipulating sound and and that sort of thing. Um, And all the stuff that I've got just from playing guitar and playing in bands and everything over the years, uh, spent some time recording uh, different parts and putting them together and mixing and trying to, trying to get it to sound good. Uh, I will say software instruments are not my favorite thing. Uh, I love the sequencing. I love sequencers and I love the Mannheim steamroller, but I will say that uh, I think the um, fake drums are fake drums, but But that's what I've got. So that's what you're going to hear. Wait, so so would
2: you call this a cover?
0: Yeah, this is a cover of, yeah. And the funny thing was when I bought the licensing, uh, every other song is written by like either Jay Koontz or Jay Koontz and somebody else in the band. This one was written by somebody else, two other guys. Hmm. And I don't know who they are because they're not guys in the band. Um, I feel like maybe this is where they like, they they hired a writer or a writing team and said, hey, uh, we want to make it big. Give us a hit and some, you know, some guy in like Ohio or something. Uh, just busy cranking them out and so one
1: of uh, one of the players in Ohio.
0: Yeah, yeah, one of the many famous <laughs> Ohio players. I'll have to look them up and make see if they're the guys.
1: <laughs> yeah, cuz
2: when uh, when you said you had that song and I looked up that band and like there's some there's videos on YouTube of that band like yeah. the Union stuff. I'm like Right. It doesn't sound anything like that song. It
0: doesn't. Yeah, even, and- it's, are you sure that's the same band? It is
2: not. It doesn't sound anything like it. Yeah. That, so well, now, and- that, now that you say that it's written by two other people that weren't in the band or that we know of.
0: Right. I think the the band was kind of a Huey Lewis in the News sort of sound back then. And I don't know what other ground they covered. I know that John Koontz is still playing guitar in Portland. Okay. Um, and so. I don't know when. Uh, Do you think Peter will
1: uh, hook us up possibly with some tickets?
0: Well, we should call him on the telephone and ask <laughs> if that's the sort of thing that we can get in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I, what I decided was that it would be really fun to to just you know, until I have my own ideas, keep on working with other people's and keep the keep the musical muscles fresh and just kind of yeah. keep on making music. And so. I'm um, releasing this as a single. It'll be on all the major streaming platforms. Um, unless there's some wrinkle where like the songwriters are really bummed or the publishers you are.
1: You a desist letter.
0: I mean, I did everything by the book and I bought the license, you know, for a whole $15 too. And so I'm hoping that, uh, that everything went right with easy song But, uh. They come on a good recommendation, <laughs> but, uh, I have got a few more ideas and a few more things. I got one more in the works right now, uh, working on a cover of, uh, you guys know the band spoon, um, which are delightfully simple and, uh, and charming because of it. I think, um, there's a that song part
1: of their charm. Yeah,
0: really is. Yeah. It's, it's not over complex. It's not overplayed. Um, kind of like a Polaroid photo, like the, the, all the best stuff is in the composition, right? Cause yeah. Cause you're working with a limited set. Um, but yeah, working on a cover of Vittorio E, which was on the, uh, stranger than fiction soundtrack. And, uh, it's a great song and collaborating with, uh, uh, an old friend from college, actually, uh, pepper kit music is, uh, is, uh, providing some vocals for this one. Ooh. Cause the last thing I wanted to do is, is keep on listening to all of my own stuff, just like my voice over and over again. And it's nice to bring other people in. So I'm thinking like, who else do I know? Who are the other musicians I collaborate with? Cause that's a thing you can do with computers these days. So, so anyways, I'm excited about that. And, uh, it's just under my name, Brock did It'll be on again, Spotify and Apple cool. music and all the other stuff. And, and there's only one song and you might not like it. So, you know, there you go. Hoorah. But, uh, is that what, Armando? Did you mean for me to talk that long about it?
2: Oh no, exactly. Well, <laughs> okay. no, but yeah. Well, I I did because you initially you had shared the original song with me, and then you shared your your cover of it, and I was like, wait, is this him doing this song? And I was sort of confused. <laughs> I was I didn't wasn't for sure. Yeah. You know, it sounded different. It didn't sound a lot different. So that's why I asked you if it was a cover or
0: or what. Totally yep yep it's just me me doing somebody else's stuff, and
2: it, so which works way better to,
0: for music than comedy,
2: and you just straight <laughs> did it the way they did it, or did you change it at all or
0: um i I was entranced by that that synthy sound um i didn't I don't own an, an electric guitar right now, and so part of what part of what I decided to do was kind of lean into not necessarily an acoustic sound, but I have acoustic guitars and um and working with software instruments that don't sound you know, like fake instruments, I guess, you know, like a, like a keyboard sound or, or uh, like an electric piano or a road sound that would sound more, uh, more like a real instrument than like, if I was trying to, I'm like fake brass or something. Right. So.
2: Wait, why don't you have an electric guitar right now?
0: I don't, I sold it years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, part of the reason I sold it is because I wasn't playing music and I was going on bike tours. And so I thought, well, I uh, might as well buy some gear and you know, get like a new pannier set or something like this. This guitar is good for like four panniers. Right. Uh, or something like that. Hmm. So, yeah. So I guess saying all that too, there's, there's still the idea that, um, you know, it's not like, it's not like I'm not interested in bikes <laughs> and I, I am actually really interested <laughs> in figuring out,
1: yeah, let's, let's bring that back,
0: <clears throat> figuring out how to get make like, make
1: sure, make sure like. Brock still likes bikes. Everybody don't. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Uh, and a big piece of it is going to be figuring out like, how do we get bikes, uh, and my family together and how do I get my kids out there? Um, you know, we've talked to a lot of people on the show that have been super inspiring and, uh, I'm really interested in following suit with that. Um, and so, you know, hopefully a good, good chunk of the time that I'm not like editing the podcast or, or working on stuff like that is going to be, yeah. uh, towards going out, you know, getting ready, just doing practice rides. You know, I've got my, my youngest son hasn't even been on a bike yet cause he's three months old. And so at some point, uh, we'll get him set up and take him on his first ride and, and then just kind of fine tune the setup and figure out, you know, like, can we take the cargo bike for a longer tour? Can we get it to a good starting point and then go out in the woods? Um, or do we do bike trailers, um, And kind of, you know, it was, it was great fun teaching my first son to camp. Uh, and so, you know, reminding him that he likes it this year might be, you know, we'll see at at the age that he is now, um, two years is contrary. And so, uh, he may or may not be into the same things he was last year, but I'm excited about going out, camping, sleeping out, um, and, and having those adventures, and then also, you know, going into the woods uh, when I can by myself and uh, trying to break my bike out there again as well would be <laughs> the other thing. So.
2: so I see there's a uh, Salem critical mask. It doesn't is look, there? It doesn't look like they've been active since 2011, though.
0: So okay. It it's been be a while. might time to
2: step in.
0: Yeah. Uh, we have seen a bunch of other folks. Uh, you know, there's, there's at least one other cargo biker around town that would bike his kid around from time to time. I would see him on commutes. And so uh, I I'm interested in connecting with those folks. I'm also really interested in, you know, Northwest hub, uh, Aaron, you and I did the interview with those folks yeah. and, um, I'm interested in, uh, volunteering there, you know, maybe getting involved and trying to, trying to give them some, some time and some labor, um, uh, because I love what they do. So yeah, Just
2: what what do they do?
0: Oh, uh, Northwest South for anybody who hasn't heard the episode, uh, they are, uh, kind of like in in a lot of ways, they're kind of like the community cycling center. I think, uh, they do a lot of work with used bikes. Um, a lot of work with, uh, interrupting waste stream. Like one of the things that was really interesting was how, like if a bicycle shows up at the dump, then, uh, they, you know, they, they get it. Uh, and I i can't remember exactly where they are with that, what, how much of that is happening right now and how much is not. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do love the idea that uh, they're working with that, uh, you know, kind of upcycling and, and recycling. So kind of like Community Cycling Center, kind of like city bikes uh, in Portland, um, but trying to connect people with used gear that works well for them. Uh, like and like then, a bike farm? Kind of. Yeah. Also like bike farm. Uh, they don't, they don't right now have uh, self-service stuff, but I think they also had kind of a, like, you know, you could come in here and, and either work on your own thing or trade some work. Uh, cause they do work with like folks living outdoors and, um, other folks who might have uh, various barriers to other bike shops mm-hmm. and giving them kind of an Avenue to, to get both parts and work, um, and access to resources to keep their bikes working. Um,
1: yeah, bike yeah, farm does that.
0: I just love what they do. Yeah. And so that's the sort of thing similar, I'd love to. Yeah, to bike yeah, farm's model. Totally. Um, so yeah, so that's that's some of the stuff. Um and then obviously I'm I've got a job, I'm working, and uh gotta stay busy with that. There's travel, there's all that sort of thing. Um and I gotta say, never buy a house. Never buy a house. You'll spend all your time doing stuff that you you used to pay somebody to do. I'm
1: I'm the only homeowner, or sorry, I'm the only non-homeowner <laughs> in this in this podcast.
0: I guess, yeah, yeah. And the, Wait, it's the present person to tonight. From?
1: It, I mean, like of the three of us. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. Although Guthrie is moving tonight, and that's one of the reasons right. he's yes. not here, right? Yeah. Uh, which yeah. congratulations to him because that was a. Uh, it's always tricky, I think, trying to it's find your next move. spot. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, I have a I have a friend that sold her house. was trying to find a new place to live, preferably a house, but she can't she can't buy one yet because there's not that many and there's a huge demand for them. Man, it's and such so a... now and now she's go now she's working on an apartment and again yeah. running into that same thing. She's trying to find
1: one. And it's it's such a <laughs> paradox. Maybe is the best way to put it. Like, so the bank thinks that you're a credit risk and you can't. You know, they won't loan you the money to like pay for this house, which would be like, I don't know how much house payments are significantly less than what most of us pay monthly for rent. Right. But no bank box at that because nobody's loaning you money, but you're still expected to pay like that much money. So you end up losing either way, I guess is what I'm trying to say.
0: They should do an avocado audit. Yes. Well, if you, and if you Find want a how big many of those loan, you buy, you want a big <laughs> loan.
2: You just become a student because they'll give you as much money as you want if you're a student. That's <laughs> that is true. I, done.
1: I, I know you're on the hook, right?
0: And there's no risk.
1: Bought a house on student loans. <laughs>
0: Zero risk.
1: <laughs> That's right. And then, and then once they forgive student loans, oh no, they're not going to do that. They said they're not
0: going to forgive your house. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> um. I guess it's probably fitting and valid, right. To also make, uh, just a little note of thanks, extreme. Thanks. Uh, incredible. Thanks to all the folks who have been with the podcast for so long. Like I've got so many connections online and several in the real world too. I mean, and by the real world, I just mean like people who I, you know, have the likelihood of seeing in person again someday. Um, but between people I've met in Portland and people I've met in Salem, uh, and people that uh, I've met online who we well, you know, like will will be connected. We follow each other on Instagram, you know, and um, like I I'm so grateful to all of these different things because I can see Richard Rozensky and his drawings of robots uh, on my feed <laughs> and be so uh, amazed by what he does. Uh, and I can, uh, Dan in Minnesota, uh, I can learn about Ojibwe tribe and, and, uh, his, his experience and his perspective on the world, which I find so valuable. And I can watch him, uh, tear apart an RV and put it back together, um, which is incredible. And just most recently watch him split wood. Uh, it makes me think I should be splitting wood too, but at the very least, I love, I love, uh, what I know about his life. Um, Tim Mooney, you know, watching his pugs, listening to him, talk about his bike tours, um, The the pedal shift project every week.
1: I don't think think we'd be half the podcast we are if it wasn't for the pedal shift kind of um, in a way like throwing down the gauntlet to us.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. He's been good for that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I do have a couple questions. Please do. Okay. So looking back, will it be a, a constant regret that you never got to interview Earl Blumenauer? (laughs)
0: Well, we don't know. Maybe I will, just not for the podcast. Ah. (laughs) But no, it would be work
1: in transportation on the state level. Actually, (laughs) your odds might have actually increased.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Who knows? It's hard to say. Uh, But uh, no, I I don't think in some ways I feel like Blumenauer is amazing. uh, And I would love to talk to him. But I also think that like many other famous guests uh, that we could have, and that maybe you will someday have, uh, I, I think that, uh, that I don't know if I have good questions to ask him, you know, like it's hard to say whether, um, whether I could uh, come up with something that he hasn't been asked already. And it's hard to say whether, uh, he'd, be interested, because you know, we could get him on the show, but he might not be having a good time with the Sprocket <laughs> podcast. Oh, no, <laughs> no totally he
2: would. He totally would. You know, uh, what, do, what, people, you think what do people you ask that. him? No, I mean, just think of what if people ask them. They say, oh, what is your what is your take on this bill? Or, what is your take oh, on this? Yeah. No, I wouldn't ask that. I would say, dude, what do you do up there? What, like talk, How long have you been wearing bow ties? What do you do in the yeah. morning? And then right. what's, what's that place like? Is that the place where yeah. all those people were climbing over?
1: Like that What's
0: place? your shame that, food? You know? Yeah,
1: <laughs> Is that a new bike pin every day or is that the same bike oh, pin? exactly. Night? Exactly.
0: Yeah. No, I think I, th- there are certain... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I could warm him up to, to our style. I think maybe you could, and I'd be I'd be excited to hear it. But I'm not sure if I'm uh, I'm not sure if I'm up to the task. That
1: might that might be a that might
0: be a three absinthe. Right, <laughs> three right. <F's. laughs>
1: so I was thinking, like, is there is there somebody that like the one that got away? Is there Ooh. a big fish that that you wish you had gotten?
0: uh, like a guest that we, um, you know, there was one, there was one guy who was building bikes and I can't remember what his name is right now. Uh, but a guy who was building like tall bikes and art bikes and stuff. And I think I was definitely, uh, I was like, Hey, you come to our place. Uh, we'll record it in my basement, that sort of thing. And he was like, I'm just pretty busy. I'd love to, you know, I'd love to do it, but I'm not sure if I have time right now. I wish I'd followed up and, uh, and like, you know, gone on location or something. I think it was before I broke that out. Um, I know we eventually had Greg Hum on when I visited him in Boston. I uh, went to his apartment and we talked about drum biking there. But Greg he, Hum came to Portland. He came to Portland. was in I my wrote, house. I
1: was in a group ride with him before I even knew who he was. Yeah. And like years later, I think it was, you interviewed him.
0: Right. So was, he was at my house where all the recording gear was. And I didn't, I didn't do a, an interview with him. <laughs> and so, Greg, if you're listening... I'm an idiot and I'm sorry. I, I should have just said, Hey, let's record some stuff. But, but he and I made coffee and, and sat and talked and it was great. Uh, but I do think that was an opportunity missed and I think it was just, um, uh, I don't know. I'm not sure. I, I, I don't know what I was thinking or maybe I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm sure there are others. Sure. I'll send you a voicemail if I think of others.
1: In that first year, what was maybe like the most important lesson that, that you learned?
0: don't talk too much. Um, I think we had, uh, we had pathless pedal, right. We had Russ and Laura come on, uh, for our first famous guests. Um, up until then episodes one through seven had either been just me and Brandon or me and people we knew. Um, I think I was so excited to talk shop about bike touring that I think I talked way more than I should have in that interview. And i I think we had plenty of time to get information from them as well for them to kind of share their stories and whatnot. But I think I was also still learning how to kind of how to host in a way. And so uh, I wish I had made more space for them and I can say the same about many other interviews, I think from that era. And I'm not saying they were, they were bad or they weren't fun. They were definitely fun. But I think uh, I learned a lot over those two years of kind of how to, how to let people talk and how to give them space to share their thoughts.
1: I'm curious as to like is there a cringe moment where you're like if I could if I could go back and and, <laughs> and do this all over I totally wouldn't do it. Maybe there's not, but is there is there like kind of like this this moment where you look back and you're like oh, I I really could have done X instead of Y.
0: I feel like there's a lot of them. Um yeah, and I'm not sure if any of them I don't know, like if anything. It's all dumb stuff. It's all like Uh, I don't think I made any monumental mistakes during my time with the Sprocket, but I I do think like, there are so many times when like, uh, maybe I'm an overthinker, but it's also just like a, I wish either that I had been nicer or that like uh, I was joking and I wasn't sure if they knew I was joking Um, or, you know, like, yeah. Um, I, I don't know that I ever regretted a drink that I took on the show. I will say that, um, you know, as, as, <laughs> I've never had a
1: drink. I didn't like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> just as like, I don't know. Cause like we never got ridiculous. I never got wasted. Uh, but we always had, you know, a couple of drinks and we had a great time. Uh, I don't think any of my regrets have to do with, uh, with alcohol consumption. Yeah. And recognizing that that can be a serious, legitimate issue for some people. Sure. I know that's, sure. you know, I don't think I, I don't think I regret any, uh, I never offered anybody something when I knew that they shouldn't have it either I don't think. So um yeah uh
2: have you guys, So yeah. Have you guys ever lost a show?
0: Yeah. Yes. You technically lost the show? Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's been a
1: uh, few, actually. Uh, huh.
0: Yeah, you you have Aaron uh we, we did together I think what sometimes what it was was like the computer uh like just crashed and lost everything. There was
1: one we ended up recording I think it was you myself and Anna, because we lost power. That's right.
0: Yeah. The windstorm the episode, guest,
1: the guest that we did have, like we had recorded, but then like we, we just, the audio took a shit on us.
0: That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, I remember back in the early days, I think we're using Skype to record, which yes. like Skype is going to be shut down this year, right? Like it's, Oh really? It's, that's how old this show <laughs> they, is. Yeah. They couldn't keep up. I think well they changed it to teams. Yeah.
1: Oh, Microsoft or Microsoft. Like, or
0: they didn't change it. They that's the weird thing about Microsoft is that they'll acquire things and then like you know do, here's the new oh, version of this I thing see. that we already own. Uh, we're see, not going to include the touch old one.
1: with technology. I've become. <laughs> <laughs> I, I when you said Skype will be shut down, I th- I thought honestly like you know the the program that essentially like started the whole like uh, telecommuting or you know teleconferencing. Yeah. You know, just, just couldn't keep up with everybody else who came out with teleconferencing. Totally. Uh, But turns out, so they were just bought by somebody
0: else. Yeah. Uh, Using Skype, I remember I lost and it wasn't because of Skype. I think it was because of, uh, it was like my wife's old computer that was like running low on memory and, and running out of processing speed and, um, we did an interview with somebody uh, in like 2011 and that like got dumped. And so we had to call him back and do the same interview over again, like oh, the wow. next week or something. Oh. Yeah. So, yep. We have lost.
1: Yeah. That's always hard. Uh, there was an interview with Chris Smith where we were a good 15, 20 minutes in oh, yeah. Chris Smith. So he's like super gracious to totally, us. but Guthrie pointed out like that. I didn't push the record button. And By so, the way. Oh, yeah. it was so great, too. Like, it's so I tried to, like, <laughs> capture that. That You can't bottle lightning.
0: No, it's yeah. true. Yeah. Um, I, I will say, I, I think, um, Aaron, I think you certainly had uh, a bead on some of the uh, uh, cultural sensitivity things long before I did. And part of that is because you're older than I, and I won't. I wouldn't bring that up unless it was true, and it had bearing on the conversation. I've been around, yes, uh, but I was a young, dumb, white guy, and you are none of those things. I'm um, not
1: young. I, you're a I guy. Might be the second. I am a guy. <laughs>
0: for um, the most part, yeah. But but I think there there were times when I, I like it was when we were doing voices for the credits, right? And I think I had suggested like how about this thing? And you were like, no, that's a bad idea. And I said, oh, come on, why not? When the appropriate response would be, you're wiser than I am and you understand something I don't. Um, we you didn't do the have voices. from different
1: perspective on this.
0: I think you're, you're set. But you,
1: well, you keep going.
0: Yeah, no, just, just that your, your uh, uh, wisdom prevailed and we did, I think the right thing. Um And I, I think we're, I, we're all better off for it and I'm better off for it, but uh but that was me being young and learning and, or, or not learning and, you know, not necessarily being receptive. And, uh, that's something that I think I've, I've told a lot of people and certainly, you know, certainly you, Aaron, certainly you, Armando, I think I've learned a lot about my place in the world and what I am, uh, hip to and what I am not aware of. And, um, that that's been an incredibly good thing for me over the course of the time that we've been doing this. I would say like,
1: yeah, that's, there's definitely been some growth. Uh, I I kind of hate that word, like, cause it's so like, it, it's, it's, it's very much like a buzzword for, for like community people.
0: <laughs> or it's athlete, athlete's foot, right. Or something.
1: <laughs> right. Uh, I've definitely seen some developments um, and I don't want to like put myself up like, like I'm not that much wiser than you. I just happen to have a different perspective on things, <laughs> but uh Rather than digging in, I have appreciated you being open to some of the things I've pushed you on over the years as opposed to what uh, I think would be the typical response from a youngish, whitish person. And that is to like, well, well, I've been doing it this way for this many years, and I'm going to keep doing it this way. I I appreciate your appreciation of me, but I also want to... Point out that it is it is your openness that made that possible, as well.
0: Well, no, thank you. Uh, I do think I've I've modeled a lot of what I who I am today, and not just that I wear a lot of black, but other things too, <laughs> off of you know off of I think what I've gotten from you. So thanks.
1: I guess this is it, huh?
0: This is it. Yeah. Um. So my thought was that I could read all the names on the credits because everybody on the credits is somebody that has played a part in allowing me to to uh, be a part of this and to do it for as long as I have um, and uh, and also for all of you to put your voices out there um, so I was thinking I will read the credits and the names on them and uh, if there's something I remember about somebody I would like to mention it with their name oh, please oh, because um, yeah, yes. I I wouldn't remember everyone probably unless I was looking at the list and I you know it's uh, mentioned a couple names already but but certainly uh, th- there are so many more. And no doubt uh, there's someone probably whose name is not on this list that, uh, that I also should mention. So we'll see if I remember them or not, but um, just know that uh, omission does not mean um, uh, that I, that I'm not grateful. The Sprocket podcast is produced at home until we can all get that tasty, sweet, salty, and maybe MSG COVID vaccine. Mm -hmm. Our website is the You can email the at gmail.com call and or text to five zero three, eight, four, seven, nine, seven, seven, four. And if there's one thing that I can encourage you, the listener to do, it is to call five zero three, eight, four, seven, nine, seven, seven, four, Twitter and the Instagrams at sprocket podcasts. Also the Facebook, um, Thanks to Ryan J. Lane for our our theme music. Hurtbird for our headline sounder. Marcus Norman for that lovely logo that we've had on everything uh, ever since he gave it to us. Shadowfoot. Oh, excuse me. And thanks to the generous support of our Patreon supporters and listeners. Uh, Shadowfoot. I remember Shadowfoot coming in to the studio and uh, hanging out with us, uh, a bunch of uh, American people. All the way from New Zealand. And bringing his charming New Zealand self to us. And telling us, uh, telling us what we needed to hear. I appreciate that, Wayne Norman, who uh, we had multiple meetups with in real life, and uh, has always made a stop in Portland part of his uh, his time with us. Eric Iverson, God damn it, you beautiful person! Keep on skiing out there in the hills <laughs> until you come back to join us, and we all grill by bike again.
1: Yeah, Cameron, get Lean, your ass back here, though.
0: That's right, Cameron Lean, <laughs> who uh, I met once at the beer mongers for the pedal shift event. Richard Wisenski, who draws robots. Uh, Tim Mooney with the Pedal Shift Project. Glenn Kubisch, who hung out with us in front of the Clinton Street Theater at the uh, Film by Bike Festival in 2014, was it? And uh, yes, once recorded an yeah. episode. And yeah, and Sheila uh, uh, once recorded an episode of the Sprocket Podcast in Edmonton, and also gave me some recommendations for Jasper when I was up there. Matt Kelly, I don't remember too much, but I do appreciate you. Eric Weiss, same. Doug Cohen Miller, my wife, <laughs> Todd Parker, who is the truck driver who uh, shared all those beautiful views out of his window and uh, hung out with me one morning up on, uh, well, the Jupiter truck Stop. Uh, we we yeah. hung out and uh, had coffee, and he told me all about his work. Chris Smith, who is the best politician you will ever meet because he is not a politician. Caleb Jenkinson, I do not recall Caleb, you are the best. JP Keeley, I hope you and your wife find musical tastes that agree with each other. Um, you are one of the best people with the best hat, with the best good time smile, and uh, the coolest grill bike. Peanut Butter Jar Matt, you have taught me how to keep my peanut butter jars clean before recycling them and how to get more soluble fiber. Marco Lowe. I do not remember. I think you emailed us one time and you said, uh, just make sure that there's enough advance warning for some of these events so I can go participate. Rich Otterstrom. Andrew in Colorado, we had beers uh, with you uh, at uh, that lovely, charming brewery in a really weird part of town there in Colorado. Drew, the welder, thank you for fixing my bike. I am happy that you made the move to a different town. I hope you have a good time riding your incredible homemade bikes out in the woods. Anna. Anna. I'm not going to keep him up much longer. <laughs> oh, Andre she's, Johnson. He's playing Animal Crossing. She's fine. Oh, Okay, no big deal. <laughs> Andre Johnson, uh, thank you for the shirt. Thank you for the onesie. Thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, thanks for listening from uh, Minneapolis. Really appreciate yes. it. King of Division. I do know who you are. And it's not just Aaron. Somebody else made donations as King of Division for years. Richard G., Forgive me if I don't remember things. Guthrie Straw, thank you for being a co-host. Aaron Green, author of We Were Like Sons, founder of The Regranary. I will continue to promote your business as long as I am alive. You do beautiful work. Campsite in Seattle, I think. Mac Nurse David, thank you for fixing our computer. Nathan Poulton, Rory in Michigan, thank you for the six-pack holder made of wood with the Sprocket logo. And the uh, Magnetic Michigan outlines that I think still might be in some of Aaron's things somewhere. Nathan Poulton, Rory in Michigan. Whoops. Who did I skip? Nope. I'm oh, Sorry. Okay. Jeremy Kitchen, you carried one of those rental bikes all the way up all those stairs. You're incredible. He got me. Absolutely he, incredible. He
1: challenged me to uh, get my ham license.
0: Oh, that's right. Right. To get, yeah. You wouldn't, you wouldn't have that without him. That's right. Thank you, Jeremy. Appreciate it. Tim Coleman, Harry Hugel. Harry uh, is continuing to make me do my push-ups. I appreciate that. EJ Finneran, thank you for the cargo bike. Brad Hipwell, Thomas Skato, Keith Hutchison. Keith, thank you for representing an Indy and for sharing the photos there. Ranger Tom, the coolest ranger that I ever met at a park after <laughs> having him know who I was. <laughs> Joyce Wilson, Ryan Tam, Jason Oftenberg, Jason, next time you come to Portland, let us know. Microcosm Publishing, love your zines. David Moore. Todd Grossbeck. Todd, uh, good to meet you in person. Hope to meet you in person again soon, someday. Thank you for being the coolest retro grouch on the internet. Chris Barron. Chris Barron. Chris Barron. Barron. Sean Baird, nice to know you in person. Simon Pace. Gregory Braithwaite, nice drums. Thank you for, uh, thanks for the music. Thanks for the physical copies of the music, including the vinyl. Ryan Morrow. Dude Luna.
2: Yeah, that's
1: me.
0: You're the coolest. I am I am better <laughs> to know you. Thank you. Thank you for all that you contribute to the Portland bicycle scene. Matthew Rooks. Kaka. <laughs> Marshall. I think Marshall was the one who gave us who the heck oh, is Guthrie. Snap. I think you're right. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Thank you for stopping in on a trip. Paula, Funatake Cyclecraft. So glad for everything you're doing. So glad that you're riding the divide south of the border. We should have Paula on for uh, to talk about that. That those look like good adventures. Uh Philip M, Spartan Dale, no relation. Mr. T, who never really left. Let's ride in Seattle sometime, right? Bike Initiative, a Sarah G. Adam D, go dig a hole. I appreciate your eye to archaeology. Beth Hammond, great music. Greg Murphy, Myra Martinez, Oso. Isaac M. David Christensen, 503. Byron Patterson, good day, mate. Kirsten Graham, thank you for the beautiful pictures from Nevada. Aaron G., thank you for being a super cool neighbor for the time that I live near you. And thank you for taking care of the waterways. Rachel Moline and Dan Gebhart, who will always be a time traveler. And Jimmy Diesel. And if I didn't name you, uh, it's not because I don't care, and it's not because I don't want to. It's just because I don't remember, and you can call me on that easily. I'll still be on the internet. And all of our former donors who helped us get this far. Now, wash your hands, wear your mask, brush your teeth, and go to bed.